Child of Our Time interview, Professor Hazel Inskip from the University of Southampton talks about a new trial to improve the health of mums-to-be and their babies. Nobody would doubt that it's best for us all to be in good health at all times as much as we can. And by health, I don't just mean being physically healthy, I mean our mental health. But I also mean our health behaviours in terms of eating a reasonable diet, having physical activity built in, because we all know that that has a long-term impact on health. Now, when you turn to pregnant women, where we've got uh, you know, the old myth of eating for two, but actually that eating for two means you need two people's health that you're considering, and so it needs to be good quality food you're eating. When you think of how much a baby grows from conception to delivery, we never, ever grow as much again as rapidly. And everything is being put down then. So we want to have the best influences and the best nutrition coming through the placenta for that baby. So then the question is, why, do that, why is that important before pregnancy? Well, there are a number of reasons for that. You can't just change and become healthy the minute you conceive. But also women don't know that they have conceived necessarily. And a lot's going on in that very first few weeks before the mother really has clocked that she's pregnant. So unless we go into pregnancy uh, in a healthy state, we're not going to suddenly be able to switch. So there's a lot of concern, for instance, about obesity in pregnancy and, and intervening when a woman is already pregnant and obese. Should she go on a strict diet? Well, that's challenging you because she's feeding the baby as well. So we need to intervene long before to get that healthy body state so that the mother's body can cope for her own health as well as her baby's health. You make it clear there that, that, that working to help women before as well as during pregnancy to help them be as healthy as they possibly can be is a good thing for all concerned. But presumably it's not quite as simple or as, as, as straightforward as that. What are the things that get in the way? Well, what are the things that get in the way of us all doing the good things that we're supposed to do in terms of our health behaviours? You know, why have we got so many obese people in the community generally? Why is it we don't do more physical activity? Why is it that we don't all eat a beautifully healthy diet? Because we're influenced by our circumstances, peer pressures, influences, pressures of time. The barriers are just as much there for pregnant women and women uh, who are planning a pregnancy or, or, or not intending to be, become pregnant but do, as they are for the rest of us in society, I think. Now, one thing that you and your colleagues have been looking at is, is something called the Healthy Conversation Skills Intervention. I wonder if you can explain a bit about what's involved in that and what it is that you're hoping to achieve with that particular intervention. So this intervention has been developed largely by some psychologists in our team. Uh, and uh, some people may have heard of motivational interviewing, and it's a bit akin to that. And I'll explain what I mean, really. Um, when we talk about improving our health behaviors, we have to home in on something to to change. We'd all like to do it right, or most of us would like to do it right, but actually things stop us doing it, life happens. With healthy conversation skills, what we do is train people to have conversations with women in the community, women, pregnant women in hospital, wherever it may be, and it could be to fathers as well. And the idea is to ask how and what questions. So not telling people what to do. Everyone knows they should eat five or more portions of fruit and veg a day, that they should take 30 minutes of 
strenuous exercise, et cetera, et cetera. But how do you build it into your life? So the questions are, what would you like to change and how are you going to go about doing it? But in a supportive environment and the clients, if you like, of this uh, intervention are encouraged to set goals and choose something that they feel they can change. So, you know, it may be just to eat one more portion of fruit and veg a day rather than trying to get up to five, but it's a step along the way. So rather than just badgering people with information and telling them what they should do, it's about trying to enable them to work out how to do it for themselves which of course is not easy. No, indeed. Now, another intervention that you've been looking at is is um, using vitamin D uh, as a supplement, getting women to, to take vitamin D. What's the thinking behind that? Well, there's a lot of research that we've done behind that, and indeed others have too. Um, vitamin D, as most people know, the sort of sunshine vitamin, is in relatively short supply in this country, particularly in, you know, in our bad weather and during the winter. But it is essential for bone development, and we've found quite consistent relationships between a mother's level of vitamin D during pregnancy and the development of the child's bones. But it's not only bone development, and interestingly, vitamin D does almost seem to be a wonder drug. There is evidence showing associations with low vitamin D and risk of asthma, We've shown risk of increased fatness by age six in a child whose mother had low vitamin D, even adjusting for all sorts of other factors. Um, So far, there isn't really any evidence that vitamin D does any harm. But the important thing is we try out and see what happens in, in women. And we've conducted a randomized control trial of vitamin D supplementation called Mavidos that has done exactly that. And what did that involve? So supplementing women in pregnancy, particularly the later half of pregnancy, which is when the bones develop most. Uh, And we showed, unfortunately, no overall effect on bone development of the child. But we did find a very strong effect of vitamin D supplementation of women whose babies were delivered in the winter months. In other words, their baby's last period of part time of pregnancy was during the time when the mother had least vitamin D exposure from sunshine and so was at her lowest levels of vitamin D. So these two things combined have made something called the the spring intervention that you and colleagues in Southampton have been working on. What exactly is that and how how is it how has it worked in practice? It puts the two interventions together, the healthy conversation skills and the vitamin D supplementation. We wanted to extend the Mavidos study and look in a more general population. We'd excluded high and low vitamin D supplemented people initially from the Mavidos study. If you're going to recommend vitamin D generally, you need to know what happens in all women. But the healthy conversation skills we tried out in a community context and actually we realised that a lot of the women we studied, it was set in Shore Start Children's Centres, actually never received the intervention because they didn't come to the Shore Start Centre. And we really wanted to see whether it would work in a much more controlled setting in an intervention study. And so our nurses are delivering the intervention to the women, so the healthy conversation skills. Uh, And we're trying to see if that will make a difference to their overall dietary quality, their reductions in smoking during pregnancy, their um, physical activity, their breastfeeding intentions and practice. So we've got groups that have nothing, both interventions, or one or the other so that we can look and see if the Healthy Conversations supports the vitamin D supplementation. Do women take their supplements more if they're more alert to the need to to buy into their health 
in terms of pregnancy. So it's quite a, uh, an unusual intervention, but I think it has some benefits in that we can look at both the vitamin D and the healthy conversation skills separately and together. Indeed. It's a trial, as you say, that's in progress. What can you tell us about how it's going and if anything has, has emerged so far? Well, as with trial trials, you know, nothing really emerges till the end. Unfortunately, because uh, the vitamin D supplementation is a blinded intervention. The healthy conversations, it's being implemented. The nurses are conducting those conversations and the women are responding. We've recruited over 400 women to the study and we're aiming for 600. So we've got a little bit of a way to go. But so far, the study is going very well. But of course, I can't tell you what's going to, what the result's going to be. What's the hope though, Hazel? Well, the hope for me is that we see that the vitamin D supplementation improves a number of outcomes in the babies, not just their bone development, but also their growth generally and the health of the mother is improved. But I'd also want to see the healthy conversation skills really delivering something for the women in terms of their improved health behaviours during pregnancy and after pregnancy in terms of breastfeeding because you know breastfeeding is clearly so important for the the best start for a child although of course uh, some women find that challenging and we need to be supporting them and not stressing them out but i think if we can encourage women to really take ownership of what they're doing in pregnancy i think that could be very helpful for the future i think some of the danger is with all these sort of behavioral change interventions that we risk widening inequalities because the people who take it up are not the people who need it most and that will be something that i'm quite interested in looking at in terms of the backgrounds of the women who get involved uh, and you know whether we've missed a tranche of women who don't even take part because I think there are all those sort of social issues going on around that we may end up widening the inequalities, certainly improving things for a lot of women if we're successful, but not necessarily in the women most in need. Hazel Inskip was talking to Chris Garrington about the Southampton Pregnancy Intervention for the Next Generation trial, which has been designed by a team of researchers at the MRC Life Course Epidemiology Unit at the University of Southampton. You can find out more on the unit's website at www.mrc.soton.ac.uk.